You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Okay. It's a double, double um, event that we have this morning and um, the Spirit of God is more than able to guide us through all that is necessary and all that He has purposed to do for us. Amen. My prayer is that you and I will download, we will take in and assimilate and receive all that the Father has for us in the name of Jesus and that His purpose his intent will be established and our nation and our generation will be blessed because of this gathering in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, let's begin by just taking a declaration, Psalm 46. Quite a few things, a number of things that I'm looking to the Lord to do for us this morning. Pray for obedience and yieldedness and sensitivity and receptivity for you as well in Jesus' name. Psalm 46, and we'll take it, I'd like us to read it together. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, Though the mountains shake with its swelling, there is a river whose stream shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raised, the kingdoms were moved. He altered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold, the works of the Lord, who has made desolations in the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bowl and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot and the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts, is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Can somebody shout a big amen? Amen Amen for us. Amen for our nation in the name of Jesus. We will know and see that he is God and he'll be exalted in this nation, Nigeria, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, so like I said, just quite a few things. So just be patient with me. And, um, but we need to make some things very clear. Numbers 14, okay, is our text, our word for this nation that God has given us donkey years ago. Numbers 14, we'll just take it from 6 to 10, you know, just to recap and remind ourselves. Okay, thank you. It says, but Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. And they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. 10. And all the congregations said to stone them with stones. Now, I like this. You know why? Because where we as a nation, there are some things you say about this country now. Some people want to stone you. If you say what they said here about Nigeria, outside, people want to stone you. Praise God. But did God bring them into the land finally? It doesn't matter what we say. God is still faithful. Praise the Lord. It doesn't matter how it looks. God is still 
faithful. Praise the Lord, somebody. So we hold on to God's word. We are believers and that's what we do. Our occupation is actually believing. We believe yesterday, we believe today, we'll keep believing. Praise God. That's what we are occupied with. Occupation is what you're occupied with. We keep believing, we keep believing. And in our place of believing, you know, we search the scriptures and we learn and we have understanding. Because like we learned, I think it was from last Sunday, Pastor Lord made us understand that God has actually done his work. Okay? So, and then on Wednesday, Pastor Livingstone, that what we need to do is to come to where God is, isn't it? So, in a sense, God has already blessed Nigeria, isn't it? So, what it remains is for Nigeria to come into the blessing of the Lord. Hallelujah. And we know the popular scripture, if my people who are called by my name shall what? Humble themselves and pray. Turn from their wicked ways. Seek my face. It says, then I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. Have we done that? Do you think we have done that very well? Sorry? You think we have done that? Okay. If we have done that, then our land is healed already. Praise God. But if we haven't done that, then we need to do that. Praise God. So these are the scriptures. The land, Nigeria, is a good land. It doesn't matter what we're seeing. Number one proof, which we've said here and we keep repeating, is that most people who work with um, corporations, um, the non-governmental organizations, United Nations, uh, Europe Union, and um, the oil companies and the rest of them, they actually, if you can use that word, the foreigners lobby to be posted to Nigeria. Do you know that? And when they come, they don't want to go. The Indians, the Chinese, and the rest of them are get crashing into Nigeria. You know why? Because this, our nation, is what? Is a good land. It doesn't matter what we're seeing, it's a good land. There are giants in the land, but the land itself is good. That's why it's making giants. Praise the Lord. If the land were not good, everybody would be starved and be, you know, dying out. But the land is good. So we have to, you know, keep our perspective right. The truth is this, if you're able to jabba, you know, I wish you well. My children have jabbered, okay? But what I can assure you is that this land is a good land. Praise the Lord. It's a good land, and if you're able to receive it and to stand in faith and to push through, you will experience the goodness of the Lord even in this nation, Nigeria, in the name of Jesus. Now, quite a lot of things, so just please be patient with me this morning. As usual, it's not a sermon that I bring. We're having a conversation. And one of the first things the Lord laid in my heart to share with us today, he said to tell you and I that to destroy a society, the enemy does not have to do much. He only has to maintain a consistent attack on its values. The enemy just has to attack the values of that society. If he's able to erode the values, alter the values, and most especially turn the values wrong side up, that society will self-destruct. Did you hear me? That to destroy a society, the enemy doesn't have to do much. He just needs to maintain a consistent attack on its values. Okay, and once he can succeed in eroding, altering, or most especially turning the values wrong side up, he said that society is gone. The only thing that remains for that society is a resurrection. And that's why, you know, when uh, um, Pastor Folake was praying today, say God is taking us from strength to strength. No, God is not taking us from strength to strength. When I knew my left from right, I was buying dollar at 18 naira in this Abuja. That was 1990. Eight, eighteen era. Now dollar is one thousand. That's not from strength to strength. It's from dying to die. <laughs> Praise God. But the good news is that thank God today is communion, and what we come to celebrate is that our God raises the dead. Help me tell somebody that our God raises the dead. Yes, our God raises the dead. We have gone far, but all hope is not lost. Amen. You see, we can't pretend about it. What we need is not a healing. Nigeria doesn't need a healing. We need a resurrection. It's a new nation, and God is able to do it. And he's going to find you a partner in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. 
Okay, so there's a story. I, I don't know if I've told you this story before. But I tell you the story. True story. A British uh, Lieutenant General, Sir Frederick Stanley Maud, M-A-U-D-E, was taxed to conquer Baghdad in 1917. Okay? So this man went to Baghdad and um, to Iraq, you know, arrived there. When he came in there, he came across a shepherd, you know, who had his herd in the field. And he asked his translator to offer the shepherd a shilling then and ask him to slaughter his dog. And the shepherd didn't think twice. He took the shilling and, you know, killed the dog. So the general was still watching. And he said, offer him another shilling and let him skin the dog. And he offered him another shilling and the shepherd skinned the dog. And he said, he offered him another one. Say, cut the dog in pieces. That's three shillings now. And the shepherd quickly cut the dog in pieces. Then the shepherd himself now told the translator, tell the general, if he gives me another shilling, I will eat the dog. Okay, praise God. Now, when that was done, the general said, he said to his troops, he said, you have nothing to fear in this country. I've learned about their values. And I discovered that you slaughtered, skinned, and chopped your most trusted friend and companion for three shillings. You were even ready to eat it for an additional shilling. He said, that's all I need to learn about your country. He told these soldiers, as long as this kind of mentality prevails in this country, you can buy anyone. Don't fear anything and fear no one. What does that tell you? Where there is no value, what are you doing with police? Police will work for you. DSS will work for you. Judiciary will work for you. For the criminal. All the institutions... Just bring shilling. Now, the dog to the shepherd is not about getting a new dog. Because the, that dog had been with him. So, the dog knows him, knows the sheep, knows the way, knows everything. His companion. And you know a dog would rather die than allow his owner to be hurt. That's what he had in the dog. But for money, for a shilling, which was a lot of money then, you know, record says that a shilling will buy almost half of the head there. Okay? But for a shilling, this man was willing himself to slaughter this faithful companion. Now, brothers and sisters, where are we in Nigeria? Our judges that the country has paid, maintained, sustained, and built up so that they will defend the integrity and the right of the weak and the downtrodden in Nigeria. What do they do? Our police, our DSS, our everywhere. You send people to catch all your thieves. And they burn the vessels. They burn evidence. Why? For money. Now, if we gather here and I begin to tell you about what they do, I will waste your time. It's only material... If you do it, I want you to look at your neighbor and say, are you like that? <laughs> you know, a few weeks ago, someone posted the anniversary of the fake bishops. Now, at its time, they had to hire fake bishops to do a job. But do you know, a few weeks later, genuine bishops actually went to affirm. And I was thinking it was a mistake, but I heard 100 million was given. 100 million for you to endorse somebody who hired fake bishops to do your job. Brothers and sisters, what Nigeria needs is a resurrection. Psalm 11 verse 3, you can put it on the screen, says, if the foundations are destroyed, you say, what can the righteous do? We have a society that is gone. It's gone. Our values have been turned wrong side up. I've mentioned to us here about the man who took his son, a medical student, to the registrar of the school to bribe the registrar of the school to pass his son to become a medical doctor. <laughs> so imagine you enter into the um, operation room and Dr. XYZ appears, whose father bought his certificate. Praise God. You see... If the foundations are destroyed, what can what? The righteous do. That's where we are. 
And, you know, if it's just the wicked, if it's just the unbelievers doing this thing, then, I mean, we're okay because what the Bible says is, if my people, not if the whole nation, isn't it? If my people who are called by my name. But can we search ourselves, can we lock the door now and scrutinize ourselves here and say that we are not part of this? And all the churches all over. You know, I was sharing with our brethren in Lagos where we went last week. And I was telling them that, thank God, God loves me especially. I think he loves me especially. Do you know why? Because growing up, if my father smoked Benson and Hedges, I would have smoked Gabbana. Mm-hmm. If I saw my father drunk in the night, I would have been drunk in the morning because I just wanted to beat him. Anything he did, I would do better than him. Thank God he was the way he was. Are you with me? If I'd seen him beat my mother, you would have seen Mommy Chin and she would have several cheeks. Because I just improved on what he did. I just be taking it to another level. But he had mercy on me. In fact, those days as a young boy, when I, I'm with my friends and I want to do some things, what I'll just say is, who are you copying? You understand? Even when there were opportunities for expo, I told you, the only time I carried the expo, I don't normally sweat. But just that I had just diagram, you know sometimes those diagrams, I think it's biology or one of those things, that you now have to label. I'd read it, but I wasn't sure. And everybody was carrying, so I took my own. As I entered there, sweat from everywhere. I didn't know I had glands all over. Even my eyelashes were sweat. Every... <laughs> you know why? Because my father was the one who taught us that a good name was, in fact, that was the motto of his business. A good name is better than silver and gold. That's how I grew up. Now, a society where we cannot expect moral decency from our leaders, we don't demand it. Not that we we don't expect it. How can that society go to the space? How can we find cure for malaria? Where can we go? Where our governors boast on how expensive their drinks are. Do you understand what we're talking about? We need a resurrection. Where you and I are clapping for the people who do those things. And supporting them. You know where I'm going. It would have been bad enough that they're doing what they're doing. And all of us shun them. But they're our champions. We praise them. We cower before them. Yet there are everything that is wrong. How can there be progress? The Bible is clear. It says righteousness does what? Exalts a nation. But sin is what? A reproach to any people. Some translation says it's an equal opportunity destroyer. Brethren, you know, I don't know. We see countries. The American president or, you know, the European president, or the other day was um, the, the Spanish uh, football federation, the female football federation man, that kissed, you know, whatever, consensual, accidental. The man should have pleaded accidental kiss because I think that's what it was. It was the excitement of the moment. And because of that, he's removed from the office. You have senators that, you know, beat, rape, and all of that, caught on camera, and are still senators. How can such a society move forward? How can it move forward? And if when these things happen, you look and all those who are supporting them are unbelievers, and then all the Christians on one side, ah, solution would have come. But when it happens, you see Christians, they will open Bible. You know Bible eh, is the whole Everything that works in this world was founded. In the beginning was the world, and the world was with God, and without the world was nothing made. You can steal from the world. You can use it and defend anything you want to do. But is it the truth of God? No, it's not. You can use it. The white people, the Europeans use the Bible to defend slavery. I hope you know that. Because the Bible says slaves render to, you know, to your masters. What, what he was saying is servants. But he also told masters, also take care of your slave because you also have a master in heaven. So you can take the Bible and support whatever you support. 
they can tell us now that the Bible says, pray for those who are in authority. Yes, pray for those who are in authority. Are they in authority? What kind of authority? That you can't tell your child, follow this man. How many of us can tell our son, this is our president, resemble him in every way? Why are people laughing? How many of you will your child come back from school and tell you he scored first and you say, bring your report card? He say, if you see that report card, it will cost me repairable damage. You came first, sir. My boy, you came first. Let me see the report card. I say, no, don't see it. I raised an injunction. <laughs> you see, God has made things easy for us. There are societies where what we are talking about is more delicate. The other man came. He didn't produce certificate. We say even if he brings Nepal, we will vote for him. <laughs> and we saw what Nepal certificate produced for us. Until we learn. We learned sometime ago. I think it was last uh, independence that God spoke to us. He said God separated the light from the darkness. Until there's a separation, much can be done on. If God wants to intervene and he sees his children, the redeems, you know, part of the evil, he can't intervene. He has to hold back. And that's why we're looking at what we're looking today. He has to hold back. We need a resurrection, a complete turnaround. You see, where we are as a nation, oh Lord, I'm sure you know what I'm telling you about, but you know, it's just my privilege and responsibility to share with you. A child, 14-year-old or 13-year-old, came home from school and told the parents, mommy and daddy, I don't want to go back to that school again. And they said, what do you mean? And the child said, mommy and daddy, all the age you've been seeing that I was getting, is nothing, no, they teach us the answers. You mean didn't know that? He said they teach us the answers. So uh, the child had such moral, you know, integrity in him that he didn't want to continue with that. He said, no, take me to a school where they will teach me what I need to know, even if I get an AC. Now, do you know most every school here does that now? And if a school proprietor here, be delivered. Because you see, we are dual citizens in a sense, okay? We are citizens of heaven and then we are citizens of the nation Nigeria, okay? Now, because we are citizens of heaven, we have a responsibility to be ambassadors of heaven where we are. Praise God. So if Nigeria, God forbid, anything bad will happen in Nigeria, you and I must not be found in it. Because where we come from, things are not done that way. Why do schools now, you know, specialize in answers? Why? Because when it is like that, then they will now advertise that 70 people wrote Wayek from their school. And 70 of them had A1s. And those are the people that will become engineers tomorrow. Those are the people that fly our planes. <laughs> those are the people that, you know, will man the airspace. I get what I'm saying. It's a society that the morals have been eroded. Call the young people now and ask them, what do you want to be? You know, they have a career days in school, right? So they have children, this person, police and all of that. At this stage, if they don't do that early enough, when they still don't know on, um, a few things, they might still find them people wanting to be policemen or doctors and all of that. At an age, when they ask them, they'll just want to blow. What do you want to be in future? I want to blow. <laughs> not doctor, not no, I just want to blow. Just like that, yeah. Because the people who they see that are blown, they don't know what they do. They're just blowers. That's where we are. And then they see doctors. You know, part of the thing that confused me many years ago in Nigeria was that professors who are the epitome of intellectualism will rig for politicians. I still didn't believe it. Even now, I still can't believe it. But is that where we are? That's where we are. But if professors rig for politicians, they don't know God. What about pastors and clergy backing up corrupt people? Say, let us give God the glory for this man's victory. And let us pray that nothing will bring him down. But he killed people to get there. Where are the Nathans? If the foundations 
be destroyed. Can you give us that scripture, Psalm 11.3 in NLT, please? Read it for me, everybody. Where is he talking about? Can you boldly go to the police or to the court now because you have a just case? No. You go because you know somebody. And, you see, (laughs) praise God. Leave them. The little, the few of us here can do. That's our responsibility. The little we can do here. I've said it here. If you have a relation, a friend, anybody, who is a criminal, who is corrupt, who steals, by all means, love him, but don't cheer him. Don't come and tell me about him. How rich he is. What he bought. What he's driving. I don't care. He's a thief. And thieves are not punished alone. Those who enjoy with them what they stole are what? They are found what? That's where we are. How I wish they would look at Nigeria and say the church is not part of this world. Can they say that? You know? one of the things that happened to me during uh, Buhari's tenure. I I told you I I campaigned for Buhari to win over good luck. I was passionate about it. Two things because good luck was as at that time a failure. Now he's A1 he has. Three things, sorry. Second, because of Shimbajo was there and I know him personally we're in the same church, you know, we're workers in the same church in Lagos. And third one was because of Buhari's, you know, discipline and all of that. Okay? But when he started failing and failing and failing and failing, what was brought to my attention was how did good luck, who was surrounded by bishops and pastors, perform? Do you know God has given, or rather had given Christians two times, two opportunities to turn this nation around. First was under Obasanjo. Second was under good luck. Obasanjo tried. Okay. But how I wish, you know, good luck took it a step further. Most of his counselors were clergy people. And what did we get out of it? Waivers. Import waivers. Landing rights. Private jets. Oil, this thing. If that is what me as a pastor will say to somebody who is in political power, why will you blame the tout who is going to get what he will eat? If me that should be eating heaven's food, I'm struggling for earth food. Joshua chapter 7, verse 1. In Joshua 6, we have the account of the victory that God gave the children of Israel over the city of Jericho. And you and I know how miraculous it was. They didn't even need to do anything. They shouted and the walls came down. Now, towards the end of Joshua 6, they were going against a smaller nation, Ai. And when they went, you know, against this nation, in Joshua 7 now, they drove them back and killed some of the children of Israel. So, you know, Joshua was confused. What's going on here? We brought down Jericho. How can Ai chance us? And this was what the Bible told us that happened. Verse 1, let's read it to everybody. But the of Israel committed what? A trespass regarding their costings. For Achan, the son of Kami, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took off their costings. So the anger of the Lord burned against the children of Israel. Now, I want you to pick something very important here now. The first line says, but who? The children of Israel committed a trespass regarding their costings. Let me hear you say it again. But what? That word, is it singular or plural? How many people? The children of Israel. Okay, continue. Let's read the second line. For what? For Achan, the son of... How many is he? How many are he? How many was he? So, you mean Achan is now the children of Israel? Let me tell you. Why Pastor Kenan is like this? Is that when you commit that fornication, it affects us. When you commit that thievery, it affects us. Are you hearing me? 
That thing you're doing is affecting the church, is affecting the nation. Let nobody deceive you. Your life is not your own unless you're not part of this family. If you board a plane and behave anyhow before the flight takes off, they remove you. Because one mad person on board can kill everybody. We have to get to the time in church where I stand by the door. When you bring your phone, I use AI and check it. What you deleted, what you didn't delete. When I see anything there, we'll just use Koboko and drive you out. We're going somewhere. Do you understand? There are dimensions we should enter, but Achans are holding us back. Do you know how the heathen mocks Nigerians what within and without? When you say you're a pastor, they saw a pastor coming to beg governor for money. They saw you prophesying. They're prophesying to a thief. All your prophecies that he shall be well. You didn't even tell him reform, he restored. Jesus didn't prophesy to uh, short man Zacchaeus. Just the presence of Jesus, the man did what he should do. So if there was a prophecy that flowed after, it would have been in line. Because God is merciful, praise God. No matter what anybody does, God can forgive. But the pattern for forgiveness, it says, repent and be converted. There are times of what? If there is no repentance and conversion, there is no times of refreshing. But here we bring refreshing once there is money. Just flow money. Listen, that's part of why... God has made my eye to be down. I don't expect to, because this type of thing I say, even those who have the money don't bring it anymore. But that's the truth. Praise God. And if you want to know, we are wealthier than the first century Christians. So we are too blessed. There is nothing we are lacking. We can do with a lot more things, but we are lacking nothing. Because with the Holy Ghost, we can achieve everything. Is someone hearing me? But don't play with us. He said the children of Israel. Now, I'm talking in every area now. We are talking about morals of the people on top. But your own morals, as a husband here, if you're engaging in extramarital affairs, you're the problem. Are you hearing me? You're a Christian. This is the standard. Do you know what the devil did? He went to God and said, God, uh you are almighty. God, you're omnipotent. I saw how you destroyed Jericho. For your people, Abi, you are God. I salute you. You know, Omoeko. Uh, um, he finished all of that. Then when they were going against air, he went to God and said, God, you are almighty, but you're holy. God said, yes, I'm holy. He said, will you give victory to these people that have disobeyed you and have done what is not right in your sight? God said, I will not. I'm holy. I cannot be a partaker of another man's iniquity. So he said, look at Achan. If we read further down, let me show you further down because of time. Come to verse 10, please. Where God began to answer. 10, just one verse. So the Lord said to Joshua, get up. Why do you lie thus on your face? Yes, 11. Israel has sinned and they have also transgressed my covenant which I commanded them. For they have even taken some of the kindness. He's still saying they. Who did? One. They. Who did? One. Listen, we have to get militant about this Christianity. Praise the Lord. We have to really get serious. We can't fool around. If you know anybody who is not doing water, rebuke, chastise, confront, give the person a spiritual headbutt. Let me separate the fight. Because it's affecting you. We are here trusting God for life partners for our single people. Meanwhile, single people are busy following married men and getting pregnant. And when they pray, give us husbands, they say they've taken husbands for themselves. Shaka Baba, give us husbands. They will say they've taken husbands. Don't cover anybody. You don't know who is hindering you. God said, they, they have taken. Who took one? They have taken. Who took one? If there is nothing you learn today, that's your uncle. That man you're supporting that is a criminal that is giving you 0.01% of the 1 billion he stole. He's cheating you. He's sitting on your head. You think you're better than the others, but you don't know where God had planned for you to be. If only you stand. Imagine if Mordecai went crouching before Haman. Haman would have maybe promoted him a little. But because he refused to honor Haman because of his character, what happened? He replaced Haman. You undersell yourself when you compromise. Okay, so it says, For they have even taken, they have taken some of their customs, and they are both stolen and deceived, and they have also put it among their own stuff. There, there, there. He said, therefore, what happened? The children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies because they become doomed to destruction. Why? He says, neither will I be what? With you anymore. 
No matter how good a preacher preaches it to you, God cannot be partaker of iniquity. He's holy. Holy, holy, holy. It's as simple as that. God cannot. The only business God has with iniquity is cleansing. He will cleanse you. That's why he says, come. Even if your sins are as red as scarlet, say, come. Come, he will wash. But he can't fellowship with it. Verse 13. He said, get up, sanctify the people and say, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow. Because thus says the Lord of God, there is an accosting in your midst, O Israel. You cannot stand before your enemies until you take away the accosting from among you. Church, what I'm saying to us today is that the Nigerian Christian has to take responsibility. We have to tell ourselves the truth. Listen, the people that are on the other side, they, are, they operate in darkness. Now, if the light here is turned off completely, who will be the best dressed amongst us? Nobody. Because you can't see. There will be no measurement. Everything will go. Anything will go. That's what it is. That's why they're getting away with a lot of things. You know, I don't know if it's true. Ahmed, you may know. They said the uh, CBN governor that's making a plea deal, he's refunding $50 billion. I don't know how true that is. Does anybody know? Anyway, I, I don't know. But, but you see, so there's a strategy. Still about $2 trillion, And then when they catch you, the former accountant general is in jail. Is in custody. How much did they steal? hundred and something billion. Probably returned the seven for them. It's working for them. You know what? They are children of darkness. They don't know better. What they need is deliverance. Praise God. But when you and I adore them and celebrate them and honor them, the Bible says, do you not know that to whomsoever you present your members as servants to obey, you're that one slaves whom you obey. Whether of sin leading to unrighteousness or, or whether of, you know, you a vote, you a spiritual vote, you are an authority on your own. Just your sign of your face, Pastor Lord whispered to me when uh, the, uh, our little son, you know, was waving the flag. He said, look at his face. He's telling us the mood of the nation. The boy wasn't even smiling. He was waving the flag. But, if I had my way, if I had my way. <laughs> he was waving it, but he was saying bye-bye. I'm sure he'll soon jabber. Okay? So, child of God, you are an authority. So much depends on us. Heaven is looking at us. That's why God said to Abraham, he said, if I can find ten righteous. So, in that Sodom and Gomorrah, Lord and his family, there were pillars that could have sustained Sodom. But God couldn't find ten. How many can he find in Nigeria? How many can he find? Brethren, may God deliver us from the love and reverence for money in the name of Jesus. What I'm saying is that we have shifted our devotion, both Christian and non-Christian, to the worship of mammon. You know, I worked in the bank, and I realized this even, I think, maybe earlier as a Christian, or, or maybe when I was in the bank. I think maybe as a Christian. I realized that all the religious riots, all the fight between Christian and Muslim, they never fight where they're sharing money. Have you seen a board fight, UAC, Zenit Bank, whatever, where they're fighting, there is money involved, and they say the Christians are fighting against Muslims? Have you seen it before? Because when it comes to that one, there is unity of purpose. They want all the money. They get all the money. They share all the money. When it now comes to what concerns the rest of the people, that's when he starts hearing that uh, they are sidetracking Muslims and they are sidetracking. That, that's the only place it comes. Because mammon has been exalted. So the schools that are teaching students their pupils answers. What is the interest? It's to get those results published and to get parents to do what? To bring their children there. And to pay high fees. It's worship of mammon. Let's call it what it is. And let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. Mammon is the only thing Jesus Christ said will compete with him. He said no man can serve how many? He didn't say five. He said two masters, not even more than one. Two. You either love one or... He said, and then when he finished, he gave us the interpretation. He said you cannot serve God and mammon. 
And brethren, the assignment of the church in our generation is to encourage and advertise and promote the service of God. Do you understand? But what do we do? We don't do that. Because if you're not rich, no matter how anointed you are, your message doesn't go anywhere. Even the people won't even receive the anointing. For those who are, you know, matured Christians, there's one that is reigning now, spiritual father. And somebody noted, he said, poor pastors and prophets don't have spiritual sons. No matter you labor in Woko, you labor in Nazaria, all the spiritual children you raise can never be your spiritual children. Why? How can they take picture of you standing before a classroom? Say, my spiritual father. No, the spiritual father has to have a... You know, you understand. <laughs> it's, it's mammon creeping in everywhere. And we're accepting it, we're allowing it, it's influencing us. What is happening? It's turning the things wrong side up. And once it's like that, the devil has us as playthings. Somebody say, We are being delivered. I am being delivered in the name of Jesus. Because of time, there's good news. Somebody say there's good news. Matthew 19, 25 and 26. The apostles, Peter in particular, asked, you know, if these things are like this, who then can be saved? How do we find solution? And in 26, Jesus as I said, with men, this is what? Impossible. But with God, what? All things are possible. That's where we are. Here today in this church, God is with us. Amen. God is here. And God is looking at your heart. Do you beat your chest and say, this thing must turn even if it's only my vote, my stand will count. Praise the Lord, somebody. If it's only me, I will follow this way. He says, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are what? Possible. So that resurrected Nigeria is possible, Lord. Praise God. That new Nigeria is possible because that's where we're going. The mess is too much. They have to. You know, there are some houses that you, you, you want to do renovation and renovation. And if the architect is truly you know, trained and educated. When they look at the structure and everything, they know that putting a better window on this your wall, the wall will collapse. So you know what they advise? They say demolish. Pull down and then start building again. That's where we are. And so don't be surprised the way things are going down. What I'm sharing with you is to prepare you so that when the resurrection is coming, you'll be part of those that are raised to newness of life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Praise God. So, it's going to happen, for with God all things are possible. Isaiah 58, 12, let's look at that, we'll come back to Matthew 19. This is what it says. It says, those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. And you shall be called the repairer of the bridge, the restorer of streets to dwell in. There's going to be a rebuilding of foundations, amen. But you see, we have to identify and agree with the rod first. It's so easy. I could have just come here and told you about the glorious that I close my eyes and I see glory. Yes, there's glory. But there's just like Jesus told the disciples. He said the son of man must first what? Be delivered to the hands of the Gentiles. You know, crucified and what? Buried. And then there's a resurrection. You and I have to understand that. So wherever you are, some of us work in schools. Some of us work in government. Some of us work in the Jews. Anywhere you are, don't please be a part of that rod. Because once they submit your name, it becomes they. Tell yourself, I'm representing the kingdom. And you will not fail. In the name of Jesus. I say you will not fail. Can we celebrate the honorables in the house? So we don't need you to become a senator. Because that's what brings the compromise. Thank God. See why? Senator, honorable, what are you? Julius, which uh, chairman are you? Pastor Ralph. You know, there are places that make it difficult for people to pursue righteousness. Because for you to even sing in the choir and lead very well, and be given mic to lead, you have to have G-Wagon. You can't leg it there. And then, you're bad for PR. So it puts pressure on people. But what we are talking about today is this. We are dual citizens. God calls you ambassadors. The Bible says he's reconciling the world to himself through you. So you carry a portfolio, though invisible. Are you with me? You may not be known amongst men, but you're noted in heaven. The place you're standing, there's so much responsibility resting on you. Generations are depending on your stand. Praise the Lord, somebody. 
You must understand this because this is where the division is. It's what people hear. It's what is celebrated that people pursue. I don't know if I can make myself more clear than it is what is celebrated. Look at any society. When you listen to their music, in fact, those who study history, I I didn't prove this, but you can prove it after. When you want to know how the moral environment of a society was, go and listen to the music they played at their time. If the music praised morals, it will be a moral society. What type of music do they play now? Somebody give me one. Somebody who is close there. I go blue. I go blue. Bilonia. Onyeji Cash. Spending the money. You know? Listen to our lyrics. And it tells you the society. For those of us who are a bit older here, who are from the southeast, let me tell you what the people singers used to sing then. Uh, Is it Osadebe or uh, Oliver the Coke? When they sing, they give the tunes, give the tunes. And they'll say, ah, let us greet uh, Livingstone. And when they greet Livingstone, they won't just tell you he's a billionaire. They will tell you that he's known for supplying the best timber all over the world. He say he travels from where, brings timber from uh, Agaga and brings it down here. They're telling you what he does. Listen to today's music. They're telling you that someone has cash. They don't tell you what he does. They call all kinds of names, but they don't tell you what the people do. Because they don't want to know. The truth is that they don't want to know. Just bring the cash. So that is that avenue. Now the church is another important place. So when you come to church, the message does not help you. When you go out of there, you'll be running towards the wrong goals. And when that happens, the society becomes hopeless. But we're not hopeless because you're here. Listen, I have faith in you. I have confidence that God will use you. In the name of Jesus Christ. You will raise your voice. It might cost you a lot of things. Oh, surely it will cost you some things. Praise God. It's going to cost you some things. But the reward will be unending. The joy will be unending. In the name of Jesus Christ. Listen, the truth is this. uh, God is good. Praise God. How many of us know that God is good? Don't listen to what you're hearing and think God. No, God is good. Okay? God is good. God is totally good. Now, why do you actually need so many things let's get into some philosophy okay need you need what does it mean if i need what does this talk about my state thank you thank you sister the i need because i lack so the more i need the more i'm what showing how much i lack but if i don't lack what will i need god is able to make all grace abound towards you so that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an you won't be an all needing you'll be an all sufficient one in the name of jesus christ you won't need anybody you'll be so complete in the name of jesus okay so he says i'm going to raise those that will build rebuild us if i part of what he said to me because they say rebuilding the foundations men and women that are used to rebuild foundations in different sectors of the society and you go, you preach this message. You tell them, especially to Christians, for the non-Christian, we are preaching to them to know Christ. But for those who now know Christ, you tell them, this is the commission. This is where we are. This is what they've called us to. Praise Jesus, somebody. Can I get an encouragement from somebody here? Hallelujah. So it says, with God, all things are possible. And as we round up, Romans 4. Let's see how it works with God. And where we are. Romans 4 verse 18. Using the case of Abraham. This is what he says. He says, who contrary to hope? In hope, what did he do? And that's where I want to start as I round up this morning. You see, where we are is what you all know. I can't tell you better. But you see, hope is a choice. They said of Abraham, who what? Contrary to hope. In hope, believe. Now, I want you to do something for yourself now. Think of all the challenges and issues and problems and everything that you can think of. And say to yourself, I still believe. We're in a spiritual environment. Praise God. I still believe. Talking of Abraham. He says, who contrary to hope, in hope believed. He says, so that he became the father of many nations. According to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. 19 says, and not being weak in faith. He did not consider his own body. Praise God. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. Now, please, don't consider all the things you already know. 
We've talked about all of them, right? Don't consider them. We're going to the table of communion today, right? The Bible makes us understand that we are more than conquerors. Not because the environment is conducive. Not because the circumstances work for us. He said we are more than conquerors. How? Say through him that loved us. There is a victor that will fight for us. There is a champion that will go for us. Is someone hearing me? But you see, he needs your faith. He needs you to hope. He needs you to hope. He needs you to keep hope alive. He needs you to be in faith. So he says, not being weak in faith. He did not consider. These are choices he made. He didn't consider that exchange rate is now this. No, he didn't consider. He didn't consider how, you know, all the things. He didn't consider. He kept himself focused. Because, you see, look at it. What were the things he should have considered? The Bible says his body was already dead. For the adults here, you understand what it's meaning. It means that soldier was not working. Hadn't worked for years. Do you understand? He was dead. How can a dead soldier produce? But he was looking at a production that would not come from his loins. He was looking at a production that would come because the word of God said it. And that's where we want to be. Praise God. Where we believe that what God said will come to pass. If you scout around, you will faint. I know why. If you faint, you will join them. You will join the failure. You have to be in hope. You have to be in faith to be on this side where we are. Because people are giving up. Even one amongst us wrote recently, say, if you can't beat them, what will you now do? But we won't join them because we're expectant. Tell yourself, I'm expectant. I'm expectant. Verse 20 says, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. He refused to waver. He said, I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He said, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to what? To perform. That's where we are. The expectation we have is not in ourselves. It's in our God. Ours is just to obey. Ours is just to believe. So this morning and this occasion of Nigerian 63rd Independence, this is what we are coming back to. We're saying, Lord, we look around, nothing seems like it. And like you told us, what he needs is a resurrection. But the good news is this. With men, it is impossible. But with God, all things are what? Possible. Let's rise on our feet. Hallelujah. Rise like you believe that all things are possible. Rise like you believe that the 64th Independence Celebration, this one will be what we are talking about. Do I have believers here? I just made a prophecy. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Say, those from among you shall rebuild the old ruins. It's people of faith that will rebuild. And first of all, you have to be first rebuilt. Lord, revive me. Renew my faith. Raise me up. I've been beaten down. Lord, circumstances. This is a time to take yourself now to him. And prepare yourself. The Bible says, put on the whole armor of God. That you may be able, okay? Put on the whole armor. There's a necessity to build yourself. Let's clothe ourselves. We are talking to believers who say that there's a helmet of salvation. There's a breastplate of righteousness. There's a belt of truth. There's a shodding our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. There's a shield of faith. Let's build ourselves up. Because you, you and I are too essential, sir. Leave the politicians. The solution is not coming from them. It's coming from you, sir. It's coming from you in that corner. It's coming from you in that place. It's coming from you in that organization. I want you to pray. Pray for yourself. Pray, Lord. Enlist me, Lord. And you're here. If there's any area you have missed it, receive mercy. Receive mercy. There's forgiveness within. If there's any area that the devil is pointing, you know, not even the devil. The devil is not operating here. That the Holy Spirit is telling you, you missed it there. Tell him, I agree. Cleanse me. Wash me. Make me new. I say yes, Lord. I want you to get yourself up. Because the Lord needs you. He needs you to be strong in faith. He says, who contrary to hope? In hope. 
are you still planning? Are you still telling your young children that Nigeria, you're going to see a new Nigeria? Are you still telling yourself that there shall yet be peace on the streets? Are you still telling yourself that very soon, these one chance people, they'll be sought for and not found? Unknown godmen, terrorists, bandits, Boko Haram, all of them, there'll be no place for them in Nigeria. I want you to wake up yourself in the spirit. I'm not in a hurry this morning because we are in a place where we need men and women. We need men and women of faith. God is looking for men. He says the eyes of the Lord are running to and fro upon the whole earth. He's searching for men that their hearts are loyal. He's searching for somebody to show himself strong on his behalf. He's searching for vessels to walk with, vessels to walk through. Lord, I am here. For my nation, O oh Lord. For my generation, O oh Lord. I will not waver. We will not waver the promise of God. At the promise of God through unbelief, we receive strength. We receive strength at the faithfulness of God, at the goodness of God, at the kindness of God, at the power of God. God is almighty. 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 I said God is almighty. Rakato sotola gadadada. Legoje gadadada. Rakapasotala gadada. There is nothing impossible for you. My father, my God, my maker, the creator of all things. You are God. We honor you. We extol you. We exalt you. We magnify you. Lord, I come to say I believe in you. We join Joshua and Caleb. And we say you are able to bring us into this land. You're able to cause us to experience this new land. This good land. Give me strength, O Lord. Give me strength, O Lord. Strengthen me. Strengthen me. Strengthen me with might, O Lord. In my inner man. Strengthen me. For this Nigeria that you want to raise. In the name of Jesus Christ. Acts 26 verse 8. We're still praying. I want you to read what is on the screen. Why should it be taught that God raises the dead? I want you to ask yourself that question. Because that, that would determine whether you get what we are talking about. A new Nigeria will be seen. Completely different from what we've seen. I don't know any if there are nations that have gone through what we've gone through. The British, uh, former British Prime Minister, uh, which one was it again, was speaking about eight years ago. He said if the money that has been stolen from Nigeria had been stolen from the UK, he said they would have long gone bankrupt. We are an unusual nation. And why is it like this? Because there is a purpose God has for us. In fact, recently the Lord made me stop calling Nigeria the giant of Africa. Started calling it the salt of Africa. Because there can be useless giants. There can be sleeping giants. The salt of Africa. Why should it be thought incredible that God raises the dead? The prophecy has come. That Nigeria will be known for corruption, right? Have we won that medal already? One of the worst places to live in, right? But it says God shall turn it around. That's where we're going. The first part of the prophecy, we have already seen it. So we don't want to dwell there. We want to go to the turnaround. Amen? That is where we're going. And you and I will press it. I want you to start praying. Pray in the Holy Ghost. I believe that God can raise the dead. I believe that God can raise the dead. I believe that God raises the dead. I believe that God raises the dead. I believe that God raises the dead. And listen to me. If there are situations in your personal life, this is the time to also bring your faith to the Lord. Because you're in the presence of God. Are you seeking the body? Does it have to do with your finances? Is there a relationship that should be that is dying? God raises the dead. Is there a career, is there a situation that needs life to come to it? Then I want you to know that the God you have come to today is the God that raises the dead. 
it is not a big deal for him he created it from the beginning and he can restore it back to life he started it he continues it he can turn it around that is the god we said God can, God can That's the message I bring to you God can It does not matter where you are He can bring back joy He can bring back peace He can bring back laughter Somebody is wondering Shall I laugh again? God is saying I will bring back laughter You will laugh, you will laugh You will have an Isaac Ah, Somebody has taken the name Naomi, but God is saying, I'm going to change that name. You'll be called remembered, not forsaken. The Lord is speaking to somebody. There's nothing I cannot do. That's what he's saying to you. There's nothing I cannot do. Not for Nigeria, not for your family, not in your body, not in your finances, not in your relationship. He said, I can do it. I can do it. Nothing is impossible for me. I can turn you around. Somebody's budding about righteousness. This message I heard, how can I do it? God will give you the power to go from here a new man. A new man, a new woman, a new person. The things you used to do, you will find yourself, you don't desire them anymore. God praises the dead. Why should I think it incredible? Why should I think it incredible? Why should I think it incredible that God raises the dead? Why? Why? I stand amazed in your presence. Bring everything now, not just Nigeria. Bring everything, bring everything, bring it, bring it, bring it. Bring it. The power of God is here. He's working for a nation. He's working for a nation. But he's working in your finances. Somebody's being raised up. Somebody's taking his place. Mordecai's are being raised up. Mordecai's are being raised up. Mordecai's are being raised up. Righteous billionaires are being found. Righteous billionaires. Glory, glory is coming up. Masola Gadadada. Aboshe Gadadada. Katosododu. The servants are coming down from the horses. And the princes are ascending. Raboshe Gadadada. Kaladodo Lokododu. We're in the presence of God. We're in the presence of God. Bring it to Him. 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 I'm seeing a Mordecai Heyman exchange. Are you hearing me? Listen, all of you, let me not say all because I don't know. Most of you should be higher than where you are. But there are Mordecai there. But the time for change is coming. The switch is coming. The princes are taking their place. The servants are being pushed down out of those horses. The servants are coming down. You're rising. You know, you know the beauty of prosperity in the hand of the righteous. You can do so much. You can do so much. And God is about to put it in your hands. He's taking away all those servants that are riding on horses, misappropriating and using for the wrong things. Mordecai pursued the peace and prosperity. What was Haman doing? Haman was pursuing the destruction of Israel. They are going to give you that position for the betterment of Nigeria, for the betterment of the kingdom. In your offices, some of us, so, all of a sudden, empty position, chief executive position. You wouldn't know how, but God is going to do it. Because he, has no, he knows you have heard. There's a reason that is coming. Every throne of iniquity, we are dismantling it. The righteous are ascending for the advancement of the kingdom. Listen to me. Before Pharaoh gave Joseph the second position, there was somebody there. But he failed. He failed. He couldn't answer the question. And immediately was given to Joseph. 
Nebuchadnezzar had counselors, trusted counselors, but God replaced them with Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and the righteous have been raised. It's part of the protocol for this new nation. The righteous have been raised. There is encouragement for the righteous. It will no longer seem foolish to trust the Lord. Doing the right thing will no longer bring poverty. You know, there are seasons. And that season we are calling it, it comes to an end. In the name of Jesus. Kapo Shagadada. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Gwarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.com. God bless you.